Yes, sir. You already know what it is, man. You already know where you have reached. The number one up-and-coming professional wrestling, boxing, and mixed martial arts podcast anywhere in the world. I'm your host, Sean Hubbard, and this is the Hubbard Wrestling Weekly Podcast. What up, though? Heard in each and every one of the 50 states coast-to-coast, as well as international locations. I want to thank all of my listeners out there all over the world as we get you prepared for Jake Paul versus Tyron Woodley 2 from Tampa, Florida taking place tomorrow night on Showtime and Fight TV pay-per-view. This is the official Hubbard Wrestling Weekly in association with Fight TV preview show for Woodley versus Paul too, but before we get into that, we got to make sure that you guys know about this. I'm talking about Hoscrea.com. Hoscrea.com revolutionizes everything it takes to make sure that your business represents itself in the best possible way on the internet. If you want to be one of those companies that pop and sparkle on the internet and make your business look like it's worthwhile on the World Wide Web, there's only one place to go, and that's Hoscrea.com. That's H-A-A-S-C-R-E-A. Hoscrea.com because we love tech. And a big shout out also to Warrior Island. They're doing some big things in the mixed martial arts world. Make sure you check them out on the DuPont Network. Really exciting things brought to you by James Jefferson and the Warrior Island crew. Make sure you check them out. It's your man Sean and we in the building for another big time episode. Let's talk about Paul Woodley too. Let's get it. Once again, you know what it is, man. It's your man, Sean. I'm so excited to be with you guys. It is, oh my goodness, I can't believe it's Friday, December 17th, man. And we are on the verge of the holiday season. I love Christmas season. New Year's coming up. And listen, before I get this show started, man, I want to give a big shout out to my mother. To my mother out there, Cindy Hubbard, I love you so much. Her birthday is tomorrow. Make sure you hit my Twitter, hub underscore wrestling. Make sure you hit this YouTube channel the website, everything. Make sure you give much love to Mama Hubbard. You know what I'm saying? Big shout out to my mother. Happy birthday coming up tomorrow, December 18th. And speaking of December 18th, Fight TV and Showtime pay-per-view are bringing you Paul Woodley 2. And this is the official preview podcast for the upcoming fight that's going to take place in Tampa, Florida tomorrow night. I'm so fired up about this. And I'm going to tell y'all something. I'm not just saying this. It's not just hyperbole, y'all. I really am fired up about Paul Woodley, too. And I'm going to be honest with you. I'm more fired up about Paul Woodley, too, than I was fired up about Paul Woodley, one. Because I felt like Paul Woodley, one, was going to kind of pale in comparison and not really be too good. But I'll tell you what. They put on a good show, as we all know, and uh, they're going to come back. But I want to talk about how this fight came together. Listen. We're in the building, and we're talking about Woodley Paul 2. It's going to take place tomorrow night, Tampa, Florida. Really good undercard as well. We got a lot of good fighters going to be able to show their skills. Serrano versus Gutierrez, Williams versus Gore. That's going to be cool. Like I'm talking about NBA All-Star Darren Williams going up against former NFL All-Pro Frank Gore. I'm talking about professional athletes crossing over into the boxing ring, similar to the way Chad Ochocinco crossed over into the boxing game. It didn't quite work out for him that well when Mayweather fought uh, <laughs> Jake Paul's brother. But uh, let's hope it works out a little bit better for Deron Williams and Frank Gore. Let's hope they both go out there and do, do 
well for themselves. Let's put it that way. But we got a big time card. It's an entertaining card. Okay, let's let's first of all let's get into this thing real quick because I like you know I keep it real with y'all, man. This fight is not about boxing in its purest form. Okay, let's let's just get that out of our minds. Okay, this this fight is not about boxing in its purest form. It's about boxing and it's about entertainment. It's about sport and it's about entertainment. It's about the show. Jake Paul makes no mistake about it. He's a YouTube sensation. He's a mega star on an internet and media level. He's never made any bones about that. He understands who he is in the world, okay? Born in 1997, he's a social media personality. He's done some really good things for him. He, he became famous off Vine. If y'all remember Vine, when Vine was popping a couple years ago, did some really good stuff with the Disney Channel. He became famous. He earned it in a different kind of way. And then he picked up boxing. And you know what? He became a decent professional boxer. And right now he stands with a record of 4-0 with three knockouts. So this kid, I'm not going to say he's for real, but Jake Paul is out to prove a point on Saturday night, y'all. He's out to prove a point that, number one, he should be considered a legitimate professional boxer, which is what he wants. And he wants to prove that his first victory over Tyron Woodley was not a fluke. Now, let's talk about how this fight was originally put together. Because this original fight had nothing to do with Tyron Woodley. The original fight was Jake Paul, in my opinion, stepping up, I stepping up in class to face Tommy Fury. That's the brother of the undefeated WBC champion Tyson Fury. Now, Tommy Fury is also an undefeated professional boxer. And he he would have come into this fight with a 7-0 record with four knockouts. And it was going to be a legitimate test for Jake Paul because Jake Paul was going to come into this fight and try and prove that he has legitimacy going up against a true, I won't say seasoned professional fighter, but a true legitimate fighter with a really big name. Theory being his last name, being the brother of, like I said, WBC and lineal heavyweight champion, the undefeated Tyson Fury. So that would have been a really interesting thing to see. But let me tell you something. When Tyson uh, Fury's brother Tommy pulled out of the fight due to, they're saying it's some kind of rib injury that he possibly had or anything like that. There was a situation that he had to pull out of the fight. Everybody thought the fight was going to be off. But out of nowhere, out of nowhere, Tyron Woodley steps back up. And now we have a rematch. We have a rematch from the fight that took place, and that fight that took place between Woodley and Paul the first time, I thought was really entertaining. Um, I thought that Jake Paul won the first few rounds, but I thought towards the end, Woodley caught Paul with a couple of, I would say, life-changing shots that almost rocked Jake Paul's world. It was a situation where Everybody in the world was like, hey, you know what? This kid knows how to take a punch. Because Woodley was looking very sluggish at the beginning of the fight, in the first fight. But I'll tell you what, he came out and he decided, you know, toward the end of the fight, he was going to fight hard and put himself in a position to be successful against Jake Paul. And, and in my opinion, not allow Jake Paul to embarrass him. Because I believe that any professional fighter um, who goes up against uh, the Paul brothers, whether it's uh, Jake or his brother, they want to go out to prove that they're not going to let these, what they call YouTube sensation stars or Vine sensation stars, 
disrespect their craft. And that's what I think that fight with Woodley was about the first time. Because Woodley came out, he was a little bit tentative the first time, and was not truly... So I think I think he left a lot of punches on the table. I'm not going to even lie to you. I felt like he really had an opportunity to get to Jake Paul early in the fight and did not. And it's one of those things where I think Tyron Woodley would have had to live with that for a lot longer had this rematch not come about. But I'll tell you something. When Tyron Woodley, you know, fought Jake Paul back in August of 2021, I picked... Tyron Woodley to win. Okay, so I'll be honest with you. I picked Tyron Woodley to win in that fight because I felt like he was the more skilled fighter. He's a former W, excuse me, WWE, <laughs> former UFC welterweight champion in the world. You know what I'm trying to say? Very seasoned, very uh, decorated mixed martial artist with some really good hands. And I felt he was going to beat Jake Paul. But Jake Paul, like I said, Jake Paul came out and he was very adamant about working the jab. I thought his jab was very impressive that particular night. And I felt like the, the fight served its purpose, okay? First of all, Jake Paul and Tyron Woodley had both guaranteed person $2 million. So they raked up the cash, okay? As Jake Paul would say, he got the bag, got to the bag, you feel me? And then also the fight generated 480,000 pay-per-view buys, which is not a bad number for two, I guess you could call, novices in professional boxing. So they both came out, I believe it was August, uh, let me do my research here, make sure I'm prepared, August 29th, 2021 when they fought, and nobody thought they'd fight each other again, but here we go, here we, here we are about four months later, and phew, four months later we had the rematch because T Tommy Fury pulled out and Woodley was inserted. So all of a sudden we have Woodley, Paul 2, and the tagline of the fight is leave no doubt. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about leaving no doubt when we get back from this quick commercial message. Check this out, y'all. Y'all going to be really impressed. Hold on one second. Hey, it's your man, Sean Hubbard, once again, of the Hubbard Wrestling Weekly Podcast. I hope you've been enjoying this very special Christmas edition of the show right here on YouTube, Google Play, iTunes, and right here on HubbardWrestlingWeekly.com. And we're going to get right back to the best up-and-coming combat sports podcast from right here in New York City in just a minute. But first, I want to take a quick time out to let you know about something very special this holiday season. First and foremost, for all my listeners representing all 50 states coast to coast, and for all my international listeners, y'all been rocking with me since 2018, and I want y'all to know I appreciate it. And we're going into 2022 and beyond real, real strong. And with that being said, y'all know I don't speak about anything on my show unless it's truly extraordinary. And that's exactly what this is, so check it out. What if I told you we can get our children something very special this Christmas season that not only makes them smile, but also instills wonderful values in them that will literally help them become more confident, happy, and wonderful human beings moving forward? Well, here it is. It's called McKenzie Closet. And here, you will find wonderful kids' merchandise, clothing, and my personal favorite, published books that use illustration and rhymes to incorporate affirmations of life to encourage our children. How great is it to have an instrument of encouragement like Mackenzie's Closet to make sure our kids know they are strong, confident, brave, and most importantly, loved? This is what it's all about. And this is what the holiday season is all about. So right here on Hubbard Wrestling Weekly Podcast, I encourage you, right after the show, go to McKenzieCloset.com. That's M-A-K-E-N-Z-I-E-C 
M-C-L-O-S-E-T.com or go to Amazon.com and put in the search box Mackenzie's Closet and make your order. Once again, if it wasn't outstanding, if it wasn't awesome, it wouldn't be talked about here on the Hubbard Wrestling Weekly Podcast. For more information, feel free to email this best-selling author by the name of Shannon. She's a wonderful person with a wonderful product. Go to her email right now at mackenziecloset at gmail.com. You can also find more information about Mackenzie's Closet right on my Twitter page. You know what my Twitter page is, hub underscore wrestling. Or right here on hubbardwrestling.com and my YouTube channel, I'm going to put a link to Mackenzie's Closet right in the description of this podcast episode. So once again, to everybody out there, mackenziecloset.com. Shout out to Shannon Butler and shout out to all the parents out there as we continue to do our best to raise our children the best possible way. God bless. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Now let's get back to the number one up and coming combat sports podcast in the world, HubbardWrestlingWeekly.com. Let's get it. And just like that, we're right back here on the Hubbard Wrestling Weekly podcast, getting you prepared for Woodley Paul 2 from Tampa, Florida. So I'm going to pick up right where I left off, man. We were talking about leaving no doubt the tagline fight Woodley versus Paul too and I believe that it all comes down to Jake Paul. Jake Paul's out in this fight by the way being broadcasted live on Showtime pay-per-view as well as Fight TV internationally. Big shout out to uh, Fight the Fight TV crew. You know what I'm saying? Appreciate y'all. Y'all been doing some amazing things. The number one leader I believe in my mind in streaming combat sports in the entire world. Fight TV. Big shout out to Joel as well. You know what I'm saying? Appreciate you my brother. I want to give a shout out to the six pack as well. You know what I'm saying? Conrad, Malik, uh, Kyron, Mountie, Showtime, you know what I'm saying? I appreciate you guys, man. Y'all my peoples, man. Shout out to my crew. Gotta get with y'all real, real soon. But that being said, we're talking about Paul Woodley, too, and I'm talking about leaving no doubt. Paul went out, and he shocked the world, in my opinion, when he beat Tyron Woodley. Tyron Woodley, even at his advanced age, Tyron Woodley is getting up there in age. So it was a situation where you felt like the younger man might have a little bit more energy in the fight. They thought there would be a situation where, you know, the 39-year-old Woodley might tire in the later rounds. But it didn't work out that way. It worked out actually quite the opposite because Tyron Woodley was tiring in the early rounds, or at least he seemed tired in the early rounds. It was a situation where he came out and he didn't seem like he was uh, ready to throw the big shots that he needed to throw to, like I said earlier in the podcast, rock Jake Paul's world. It turned out that he actually waited to the later rounds and actually came on later in the fight, but I think a little bit too late. And that's why I actually had Paul winning the fight by two rounds, maybe one round, but definitely by uh, a margin that would give Paul the victory. But Woodley actually said he thought he, he won the fight. I don't agree. I don't think he won the fight. I think he won the last three rounds, but I don't think he did enough to win the entire fight. I felt like... Um, Paul kind of coasted down the stretch. And I think that's going to be the key for the second fight. I think we're going to have to figure out whether or not Paul coasted on the back end of that fight to make the fight close. Or did Woodley put enough pressure on him where he actually took it to Paul and made it a situation where uh, Paul was on the defensive and Woodley dominated the second half of the fight. I think this Saturday night, December 18th, once again, shout out to my mother. Happy birthday is going to prove that point. I think we're going to figure out who is the real deal. Uh, is it going to be Woodley in his second half of the fight performance, or was it Paul in the first four or five rounds when he kind of really, I guess you could say, controlled the pace? So we'll have to see how that plays out. But I'm looking forward to the second fight for more reasons than one. Number one, Tyron Woodley, I think, needs to win his, this fight for his legacy. 
What are you talking about, Sean? I'll tell you what I'm talking about. Yes, he's the former UFC welterweight champion. Yes, he's a decorated, highly decorated athlete with many, many victories under his belt. Many, many uh, accomplishments, okay? Like I said, he's the former UFC welterweight champion. He's had several performances of the night in UFC. He's a Strike Force Rising Star of the Year in 2010. 2009 Ultima uh, Prospect of the Year. You know, he's a high school all-state all wrestler back in Missouri State High School. You know, he's been some done some amazing things. NCAA Division I champion in 2003 and 2005. Big conference, Big 12 conference champion in 2003. The list goes on and on and on and on. But you know what else goes on and on and on and on? Tyron Woodley's losing streak. Because Tyron Woodley lost one, two, three, four consecutive fights. After losing the welterweight champion, he lost the welterweight championship to the current champion, Usman, okay? And uh, big shout out to Usman, by the way. He is the current and reigning and defending UFC welterweight champion and, uh, you know, the awesome fighter. But when Woodley lost the title to Usman, he lost by unanimous decision. It really was unanimous. He was dominated in that fight. And then he lost to Gilbert Burns, and then he lost to Colby Covington, and then he lost to to lost to Luke. And it was one of those situations where like you look, you blink your eyes, and he had lost four fights in a row. And the last fight he got he got submitted, you know, by uh, by Choke. So he hasn't been really doing too well. And, and and when you combine that with his loss to Paul in the last boxing outing that he had, his one and only boxing match where he is actually, like I said, zero and one trying to even his record on December 18th, Woodley has a lot to prove. And I honestly think if Woodley loses this fight, he probably will retire from combat sports completely. I think this is a fight where he will retire from combat sports completely if he can't win. He is 39 years old, 38, 39 years old. He is getting up there in age. He is in tremendous physical condition, but sometimes that doesn't matter when you reach a certain age. The reflexes get slower. Give me some insight, guys. Reflexes get slower. Hand-eye coordination gets slower. You know what I'm saying? Recognizing the punches coming from your left, from your right, up, down, sideways, uppercuts, crosses. You know, it, it, the recognition of the punches, the recognition of the strikes, let's say, becomes a little bit slower. And in the boxing game, in the mixed martial arts game, any kind of fighting, big shout out to BKFC also, the Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship, and the, even in fights like that, when you can't recognize the, the punches as quickly as you used to, even if it's a fraction of a second, it can be the difference between being able to block a punch, duck a punch, bob and weave out of the way, or getting knocked out. And that's what I think Woodley is dealing with. I think Woodley's going to have to really gauge himself and get himself to a point where he can, for lack of better terms, give himself enough wiggle room. What do I mean by that? little analytics for you. I think Woodley's going to have to compensate for his lack of movement in the last fight, and quite frankly, his last four or five fights in UFC. I think he's going to have to overcompensate, meaning he's going to have to anticipate punches by Jake Paul. He's going to have to anticipate, uh, you know, when Paul's loading up with that big right hand, or if he's loading up to throw a left hook, or if he's loading up to come up the, up, up the you know, down the shoot with, with a right, straight, uh, straight right or an uppercut. He's going to have to anticipate to give himself that extra fraction of a second to be able to move out of the way or make a punch that would normally hit flush instead only get partially hit or only get partially struck by that fight. So that I think it would give Woodley a chance 
to counterpunch. And I think that's what Saturday Night for Tyron Woodley is all about. I think it's all about counterpunching. And I think it's about keeping Paul on his heels. He wants to put Paul on his heels. He wants to push the pace. And every time Jake Paul loads up, because one thing about Jake Paul that I think he needs to work on, whether he wins or not on Saturday night, I'll give you my prediction shortly. Uh, whether he wins or not on, not on Saturday night is irrelevant to the point I'm trying to make. Paul, win, lose, or draw is going to have to stop choreographing uh, his, his, his punches. You know what I'm saying? He, he's always putting himself at a situation where he, he's, he's very, very obvious about the punches he's going to throw. He loops his punches. He, he, he throws over-the-top haymakers. He needs to keep focused on throwing straight, short shots. The kid has skills, okay? YouTube or not, Vine or not, Disney Channel or not. The kid has skills. He's, he's a strong young kid with some boxing expertise. There's no question about that. But I think that Tyron Woodley is going to be prepared for those looping, over-the-top shots that the previous opponents of Jake Paul, his 4-0 record, have not been prepared for. And I think Woodley's going to be more prepared and get inside of Jake Paul a lot more inside of his attack and put some pressure on him. And I think that's going to be the key to victory for Tyron Woodley. If Jake Paul can stay outside of Tyron Woodley's power, I think Jake Paul will do what he did the first fight, which is dominate the first four or five rounds. But I don't, I don't think he should coast down the stretch because him coasting down the stretch at Paul Woodley 1 was almost to his detriment, and he almost lost the fight. So I think it's going to be very important that he stay focused and stay true to his game, which I believe his best chance to win, short, concise punches that will keep Tyron Woodley on his heels and not allow Tyron Woodley to load up with his own punches. Because one thing that Tyron Woodley does, still does have is a very, very strong right hand. So you don't want to put yourself in a position where you get caught by that right. Because Jake Paul is famous and as wonderful uh, of a career as he's had so far. He's only one punch away from his star being snuffed out. And we don't want that. Nobody wants that. We all love the entertainment. Look, I'm not, well, I wouldn't call, call myself a Jake Paul fan. But I love the show. And I love the pomp and circumstance. I love the fireworks. I love the music. I love the big show, okay? And this is going to be a big show. And it's going to sell on Showtime. And it's going to sell on Fight TV. And the world's going to be ready for it. And I think that people are going to be tuning in for one or two reasons. Either to see Jake Paul win or to see Jake Paul get knocked out. So that's what I think it's all about. Now, for my prediction for the fight, I think Tyron Woodley figures it out this time. I think this will eventually become, become a very entertaining trilogy. I say entertaining because that's what it's all about. I don't think it's going to be a catch-can uh, classic, okay? As the, the, the great J Jim Ross would say in professional wrestling, get well soon, Jim Ross, by the way. I don't think it'll be a catch-can catch classic. I don't think it'll be, uh, you know, Ali Frazier. You know, obviously I say that jokingly. Of course it won't be Ali Frazier. It won't be anything close to that. It won't be anywhere in the realm of that. But I think it'll be entertaining. And I think that's what we pay for. That's what we buy pay-per-views like this. That's what we pay to see novices in the ring do what professionals do. Because at the end of the day, we want to see the pomp, the circumstances, the lights, the glitz, the glamour. And Tyron Woodley with his UFC title, uh, his former UFC championship in his back pocket, Jake Paul with all his notoriety and fame, they bring excitement and entertainment to the ring on Saturday night. So listen, I'm not going to even keep y'all any longer. I want to thank y'all for tuning in, man. 
Make sure you check out HotsCreator.com. Make sure you check out Mackenzie's Closet. Make sure you check out Warrior Island. Check out all the content that my homies from the Six Pack are doing. Uh, Everything Pro Wrestling, Conrad Cushman, you know, Narcolepsy Boy 94, Malik, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to, to my man uh, Kyron and all the content that he's put together. My boy Mounty hit Mounty's Corner, you know what I'm saying? Showtime, my whole crew, man. Make sure you check them out and make sure you continue checking me out because at the end of the day, this is Hover Wrestling Weekly and we are in the building for sure. Fight TV, appreciate y'all. Joel, appreciate you, my brother. We'll be tuning in live on pay-per-view December 18th. Showtime pay-per-view fight TV. Once again, this is your host, Sean Hubbard. We in the building, and we about to let y'all go. But for right now, always remember, at the end of the day, God is love. Love is God. And always remember, evil never prevails. We'll talk to you next time. Enjoy the fight. I love you, Mom. Happy birthday. We out of here.